Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. All right, everybody. Welcome to E2C Network. I'm Dustin Smith, and we have a special episode for you today. We will be sitting down with Keith Kelly, the Auburn infielder from the 1997 College World Series team. Heath, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. You might not remember, man. We kind of talked about it briefly. You, uh, you're a big part of why I became an Auburn fan. My first ever experience, I was probably five or six years old, and... Uh, don't remember who y'all played. It was a long time ago, but y'all won the game, and uh, you let me come down there on the field and hang out with the team and walk around, and uh, I was pretty much hooked after that. And if you know my dad, you know I didn't have much of a choice anyway. I was going to be War Eagle. <laughs> that's the absolute fact. Yeah, your dad's about as, as hard as it can get. But, uh, yeah, I remember you coming, and, you know, it's always – I always felt it as a responsibility to the fans. I mean, I, I was playing because the fans were there to watch. You know what I mean? And so um, – Whenever you've got somebody from your hometown that comes to watch, you you try and give them a little special love, and you enjoy being down there with us. It was fun. It, I I always enjoy getting uh, getting kids and and uh, younger people, I guess would be a better way to say it, uh, interested in the game because I you know as far as I'm concerned, it's the greatest game on earth. So absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you set a good example for me for a long time, man. Good man of faith, and uh, I'm, we even came to the the Pensacola Pelicans game. So appreciate you yeah. setting a good example for me, bud. Oh, no, I appreciate that. That makes me feel good. I'm, you know, I can't do anything without Jesus. So I appreciate you mentioning that because that's uh, that's most important. But uh, but yeah, so a little independent ball you got to play when I got to see play when I was in Pensacola. So had to come back home to to Pensacola, play a little bit whenever Auburn got finished. huh? Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> it's come a long way now. Got the Wahoos, got a beautiful park out there. Baseball in Pensacola, it's come a long way. Absolutely. So, man, let's, uh, let's dive into it a little bit. Like I mentioned, you were a key part of that uh, 1997 run. Um, just kind of what sticks out about that season, man? What do you remember the most? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you get to play with a lot, a lot of good players. I was very, very fortunate to play seven years of pro ball. But even beyond, uh, you know, when I look back over my career from Auburn and even, you know, prior to that with two other colleges before I went to Auburn, I went there as a junior. And then into the pro, uh, the pro level, um, I actually played with some of the best talent that I played with was from Auburn. Um, you know, on that particular team, we were just solid, man. We, we, we gelled really well. We gelled really quick in the fall. Um, you know, you got good leaders that were there, like Tim Hudson. And David Ross wasn't a starter there, but David Ross was certainly um, – his attitude as everybody got to see later, like here recently, I say recently over the last few years of him in, in his career in the, at the professional level, but those types of personalities. And there was, you know, uh, Dunham and, and Jamie Kirsch and Rob McCrory as second baseman. Um, these, these older guys um, set the tone. They knew what it was about. They knew what they wanted. And, you know, I was a junior, but I was new. And to come in to 
an atmosphere that was a single minded, we're fixing to put a pop knot on some people's head and try and, you know, try and get where we need to get it. it, it that's what sticks out most to me. Everybody knew their role. Everybody knew, you know, where they needed to be and when they needed to be there. And everybody played hard that year. It was, it was, that was, it was a really, really fun year. Obviously it was a fun year because you finished up in the college world series, but it was a fun year to play baseball. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you were, I, I can't not ask you, buddy, you were on the, on deck circle, one of the greatest moments in Auburn baseball history, David Ross with the, with the walk-off home run. Just what was that feeling like all that hard work going into that moment? You're going to the college world series. Oh, it's, you know, well, see, now that, that particular game put us into the championship, which got it, we won one more to go, but okay. we thought it was over. It's different for people that were on the field because everybody on the field, including both sides of the, I mean, Florida State and, and Auburn, and most of the fans, quite frankly, because it was a two-strike swing by David Ross that was a very simple, uh, very, very little foul tip that only David Ross, the catcher, and the home plate umpire knew it happened. I mean, everybody else thought the game was over. And uh, they got the call right. David gets another chance, hits a home run. And it's uh, it's probably, honestly, Dustin, it's probably one of the – it's – it's got to be the highlight of my baseball career. I mean, I played 22 years of my life and if it's not, it's second place, you know, um, it was, uh, it was complete um, rejection and, you know, and, and being just being down. And then all of a sudden, Oh, we got another chance and he hits a home run and you go from the bottom to the top. It, I mean, instantly. And one of the things that uh, if you look at some of the pictures and some of the films of it, you can see one of the guys come running in there and, um, knocked over coach Baird in the, in the, in the celebration. I mean, yeah. and it was just, it was just chaos. It was absolutely, um, it was one of the best moments I ever had in baseball. It was really, really good. So how, how difficult was it, uh, that next day to just to lock back in focus and get that win? Well, actually, you know, uh, yeah, that it, it, it was a little bit, uh, you know, you come off of a high like that and you got to focus, you got to get ready and you got to get back into it and you got to, you know, you know, you still got one more to get where you want to get in the College World Series. You got to get that next W. Um, but, you know, most of the guys on that team, when you start playing at that level, it may take a few pitches or a few plays, but you lock back in pretty quick. Um, we, we were really focused that year, as I said earlier, and uh, we knew where we wanted to be. Um, I mean, everybody starts a season and wants to be in the College World Series. And but we really we, we, we weren't a team that thought we should be there. We were a team that believed we were going there. And, and there's a difference, and I played on both. I, I'm, I'm, I played on both. And um, even at Auburn in 1998, it was a different feel. We had a lot, a lot of talent in 1998. But the 97 team, it was just a different – it was a different focus. And um, it, it, was, it was nice. So, you know, we, we were able to lock it back down and, 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 and get focused and ultimately get to the goal of getting out to the College World Series. Obviously, wish we'd have done a little better out there. But, hey, we, we got there and only – eight teams get there so absolutely so a key part of that team is now coaching uh pitching coach tim hudson is on staff what do you how, how special do you think it is uh to have a guy like that that can relate to the current players and maybe help out in recruiting as well i mean who wouldn't want to come learn from one of the best no that's absolutely right tim hudson i mean you know i coach little uh i got a little boy he's eight years old i coach a little uh coach pitch team here and um, through the years of me coaching and giving lessons and stuff like that, and especially I, I just had this talk just the other day, um, 
Tim Hudson comes up a lot. Tim Hudson was someone that everybody thought was too small. It wasn't quite talented enough, was never going to make it. They told him he needed to gain weight. I mean, you name it, they told him. And he defeated all the odds. His attitude was, I'm going to do it. He was one of the best hitters that played the game in 1997 in the SEC. He was one of the best pitchers that played the game in 1997 in the SEC. And quite frankly, nationally. I mean, he got national accolades. And obviously, we've seen what he did after he left Auburn in the big leagues. But Tim Hudson, um, you know, is somebody that that anybody can look to and learn from. Um, and like you just said, who would not want to learn from somebody that spent that type of time in the big league so him being able to be at Auburn and be back at Auburn he is an Auburn guy through and through he loves Auburn University um, he moved back to Auburn and he's that's where he planted himself and for him to be able to go out there and coach like you said I think that helps recruiting and um, I, I look forward to you know what the future holds for it because uh, not only is he a good guy not only does he have the knowledge but being a good guy and having the knowledge but loving Auburn is even just as important so he's there and he, he's there for the right reasons. Absolutely. So you talk about um, we talked a little bit before we came on here and you talked about you went up there and saw a fall ball game versus Clemson and you saw mm -hmm. some of the new, new facilities they put in. And right before the yep. season, they had just announced uh, Operation Atmosphere to get the students involved. They sold more season tickets than they uh, they ever have. So what did you kind of see up there and what can the what can the program do? Uh, to kind of manage, we see the, the program, the, the momentum the basketball team has. What can baseball do to kind of get on board as well when we get Auburn baseball back to where it needs to yeah. be? Yeah, other than I, I, I was a little late getting my season tickets this year, which made me a little frustrated, so I didn't get a hold to them because they sold them so fast. No, I'm just playing. But, uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, Auburn, um, as Bruce Pearl said, I don't know, gosh, that was probably a month and a half ago I was watching the basketball game, and he said, hey, we're not a – Football school, we're an everything school. I think right. everybody remembers that. Um, and that's that's the truth. You know, here's the thing. Everybody that plays their sport, every baseball player thinks that their sport's the most important. The football player thinks their sport's the most important. Basketball, so on and so forth. But when you start getting the momentum that we got right now with the atmosphere of excitement at that university, it, it, you just got to feed off of it. You got to, you, you got to have a responsibility to continue to feed off of that excitement. If those fans and those those uh, student athletes uh, look up in the stands and see the people that are there to watch them, and like you just said, the students that are going to be coming because of the way that they're the, the momentum that's going, man, you say responsibility and what can we do? I mean, you know, obviously winning's going to do it, right? We need to win. We need to win, and and but that's the goal of every game you ever play, uh, especially at that level. So. But I think that uh, putting a good product on the field, which I think Butch Thompson's done, I think that he's a phenomenal coach. I, I really – I'm a fan of his. Um, and uh, I, I think that, you know, as the season goes on and they start gelling more as a team and things start to get put together, um, I think you'll see that – I think you'll see us do well. And, and that's really ultimately it. But as far as the facilities are concerned, they just put in the new hitting facility. They've got a phenomenal weight training facility right at the back door of the baseball. Uh, back when I was there in 97, that stuff wasn't there. They've redone it all. And uh, I feel somewhat jealous. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy to see it. And, and, it, and, it's an, and it's a testament to the school, not just the program, but it's a testament to the school, the ability, the ability that we've had as student athletes across the board, tennis, I mean, golf, it doesn't matter, you know, gymnastics, swimming. If you really step back and look, the the Auburn Athletic Department 
has really stepped up their game over the last few years and, and even a little beyond. And I think that um, that's felt at the baseball program. Like I said, I went up there and watched the Clemson game. The stands were full just about. And that didn't happen when I was back, when I was playing, you know. So the excitement's there. We just got to keep it going. It is great to see uh, all the optimism just around all the sports programs, period. Yeah, and absolutely. I was I was looking right before we came on, man, and it, it's, a, it's a necessity to have that because when you look at the college baseball top 25 right now, I'm going to read off mm-hmm. the SEC teams that are ranked and where they're ranked. <laughs> So Ole Miss is. I looked earlier today. That's funny. You're fixing to read this because I was looking at earlier today. Go ahead, read it out. It's it's wild. (laughs) Ole Miss is third. Um, Arkansas is ranked fourth. Vanderbilt is ranked fifth. LSU is ranked seventh. Mississippi State is ranked ninth. Florida is ranked fourteenth. UGA is fifteenth, and Tennessee is seventeenth. So, just Heath, if you're if you're a team like Auburn and you're and you're looking at that, how do you stay focused when you know that's the kind of gauntlet that you're going to be going against? Well what you do is you look at it and you say that looks like a whole lot of chances for us to prove that we should be there and not them. Not I mean, like you, that. you just got to look at it and say, Hey, look, you know, I, it, when you step on the field, no matter who's on the other side, it's time to go to work and you got to beat them. That's the way that's, that's just the way the game is. And for you to look across the landscape of the sec right now, if you're an Auburn tiger playing baseball and to see that, look at it, how you want to look at it. You're getting disrespected. You're not getting looked at. You, they don't think you're any good. I mean, however you want to view it, it doesn't matter. But you look and you say, okay, all these other schools, we're going to play these guys. And we're going to play these guys tough. And when we beat these guys, they're going to have to start listening to us. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that's the, really the way you got to do it. You got to use it as motivation. Cut that clip right there you just read, put it in the back of your locker and look at it every day. Right. So that's where we're fixing to get to. I mean, that's, that's, that's the mindset you got to have. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So a couple of years ago, we saw you said how much you like Butch Thompson. We saw him uh, get get us back to the College World Series, the first mm-hmm. Auburn team to do that since you guys um when you get when you get to a regional, what is what is the mindset at that point of the team? Because uh, it is it's playoff mode at that point. Does does it, right. it kind of ratches up? Yeah, it does. Yeah, you do. You 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 really do. I mean, I know that's kind of counterintuitive with regards to hey, this it's a long season. 
um, you know, you, you, you come out the gates hot, everything's on fire, you know, and you're excited and you got plenty of energy. Then you hit the SEC skid and you're playing tough, tough, tough ball games. Um, as we just read through, um, week in and week out, you know, um, the SEC is the toughest schedule anywhere in the nation and you get tired. But when you get towards the end of the season and you start realizing here comes the playoffs, hey, this is where we want to be. We want to go to the College World Series. You get that energy. It comes back. And and when you start a regional, it's a new season. Oh, no. Whoever wins gets to go. And and it's a it, it's a little bit different format than when I was there. But but it's it's all the same. It's 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 a new season and it's time. It's time to put it all on the line. You play a little bit harder. You play a little bit more. I don't want to say reckless because that's not that's not a good word, but a little more wide open because, you know, this is it. You got two more games, three more games, four more games, whatever it is. And ultimately, you want to you want to be standing in the center of the field in Omaha at the end of the season. I hear you. Well, I look forward to uh, I mean, we're 11 and two right now. We're looking good. But I want to ask you about today. We started a senior at shortstop, Brody Moore, and then Cole Foster, a sophomore at second base. You're a guy that played both positions. What is, yep. what is, how important is it for a guy like, like Foster to have a, a senior out there beside him? And how, just how, what's the difference between shortstop and second base? Do, do you have to change up anything when you're switching spots? Yeah, so it's a little bit different. Uh, you got a little more time at second base. Uh, I'll go that angle first. Uh, it's, 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 um, it's it's not as it's not as urgent, if you will. You get a ground ball to shortstop, you make one little bobble, the dude's safe. So um, when I switched from shortstop in '97 to second base in '98, I felt I found that I played the game a little more calm. Um, it it really it really calmed me down um, because I felt like I had played shortstop all my life and I played second base and I felt like I had an eternity, which you don't. I mean, it ain't like you got forever. But it wasn't uh, – it's not as razor-thin error to success margin, if you will. Um, as far as – so you do change a little bit. Um, and then, of course, the turns on a double play, that's a little bit of a challenge to learn and be successful um, at that. I mean, I mean, honestly, they're playing – when you're playing in the SEC, you're playing at an elite level. You know, you're, you're playing at the top of the college, you know, game, and, and you, you need to be able to do it. And so um, – being able to turn to uh, with a little bit of a different pivot and things like that. Everything's in front of you at shortstop. Everything, everything plays in front of you at second base. You turn your back to first base. When you turn a double play, you turn your back to first base. When there's a ball in the hole, when you're trying to turn to uh, there, a lot of times at first base or excuse me, second base, you're playing backwards, if you will. And, and you're having to trust your ability, know where in your, you know, know where the bases are, know where the where the fielders are going, understand what all that's happening because you're not seeing it. At shortstop, everything's in front of you. So both of them have their own challenges in, in, with respect to how to play them. But I'll be honest, being able to – I played shortstop as a junior. I had Rob McCrory as a second baseman. Rob McCrory was a very seasoned uh, – I'm going to call him a veteran. He was a team leader. Um, he was a senior when I was there and uh, at, in, at, 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 in 97. And his his ability to teach aspects of the game that I was just trying to learn. Like I came out of a junior college and you go from junior college to an SEC team and there are aspects of the game that are just faster and tougher to deal with. And someone that's a senior that's been through it, that's been through the grind, that's played a season in the SEC or more um, certainly helps when you've got a younger uh, kid such as myself. 
and much the same that we have this year. It's just opposite. You got you've got the experience at shortstop versus second, but you know both of them great athletes. I think they'll probably do pretty well. I appreciate your insight on that. So are we going to have uh, Heath Kelly Jr. Little Heath Kelly is going to be an Auburn Tiger one day. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my little boy uh, Taylor Allen, uh, Taylor Allen Kelly. Yeah, uh, Taylor's playing second base as the coach pitch kid right now, and he's loving it. Um, he is. Uh, he. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'll be honest. He's. Uh, he. He bat. He. He bats left and throws right. So, um, I. I, I always tried to hit left-handed, and I looked like a fish out of water. So I never could do it. But. Uh, but he's. Uh, he's doing well. He's in a growth spurt right now. So he's struggling a little bit. He looks like a giraffe a little bit. But. Uh, but no, he's. He loves the sport. Um, you know, who knows? We'll see. I, I'll be honest and tell him all the time. Look, just because daddy played baseball doesn't mean you have to. I need you to right. find what you want, you know, but uh, I'll be honest. I, I, I would not be disappointed if I saw him playing <laughs> in Auburn University one day. I, I have to be honest. Could, uh, could it be a, a jumbo package? Maybe we get uh, we get a shortstop and, a, and an infield coach. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> OK, let's see what we can do. <laughs> um, Heath, I really appreciate your time today, buddy. Before we get out of here, I have just kind of a, a baseball, just a general baseball question. Um, yeah. From the time that you played into to now, the world has changed so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Smartphones, everything is just faster. Mm-hmm. It's uh, such a fast-paced society, such a, we want instant gratification. We want it all right now. And that kind of doesn't bode well for baseball. Baseball is a slower game. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. America's favorite pastime. I know baseball has experimented with different kind of rules with, with maybe putting a, a clock on a pitcher or things of that nature. Right. Yep. How, you obviously love the game. You're a baseball purist. Kind of yep. what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Is there something that can be done? Is there a happy medium or is it just kind of, this is baseball. Take it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah, no, I, I am a purist. I love, um, I, I'm so much of a purist that I like the fact that an umpire misses a call at first base from time to time. I think the human aspect of the game is important. That's my personal opinion. But a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people want it to be right. Um, I get it. Being right's important. I mean, it's, it's important in every aspect of life. But I think that if you start turning it over to the computer game, uh, it just takes away from the character of the game. That's just because I, I love the pure aspects of – I was talking to a buddy of mine the other night about this, and it's like, how do you get – and we were actually, to be frank, we were watching a softball game. And the softball game – and the softball field's much smaller than a baseball field, but it's still a bang-bang right. bang play at first base every time. Baseball field, bang-bang bang play at first base every time. The 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 measurements, the – the way the field lays out, everything is, is so pure and, and almost, and almost perfect. Right. So from that aspect, I wish they wouldn't have changed anything. However, I do understand that we have to, we have to find a way to pull the game a little bit forward. I do understand that in order to keep a fan base or, or it's just going to die. Uh, you ain't got to do much, but to go, you know, don't get me wrong, travel ball in the little league level has gone through the roof and there's a lot of people playing it. But go to the go to the parks, the just the local parks. They're just not they're not thriving anymore. And there's a lot of things the reason to do that. But part of it is look, I, I coach a little eight-year-old travel ball team and that's where I'm doing it. But I ask the guys, you know, hey, who's watching baseball? Maybe one or two hands go up. Right. I watched baseball every afternoon when I was little. I'd go home with my Uncle Lewis and I watched the Cubs. And then I'd go home at night and watch the Braves with my dad. I mean, yeah. I, it was just that was the way that I grew up. I love the sport. So let me say this. I think that there is probably some validity to maybe a time clock, because honestly, who needs to step out of the box for 30 seconds? Right. Yeah. Every um, other pitch. Lead the game up that way. 
Um, I do think that that's probably valid. Um, I, but as far as the other things they're trying to do, I think they're going to lose the character of the game. And for me, I don't like it. But um, And honestly, I like college baseball better than pro baseball for that very reason. Uh, the kids that are playing college baseball, you can see the passion in the sport that they play. And then it's a business at the professional level. I did both, and that's an absolute fact because, I, you know, it, it's your job at that point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's got to be a few changes. What, I, what to change and how to change it, somebody above my pay grade has got to figure that out. But I, but I do think that they need to be really careful because you're going to trade the purest for the fan that's not really going to watch when they don't see the home runs. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I understand what you're saying. you got to be really careful of what's going on there. Yeah, I hear you. It's um, it's a fine line that they have to walk. And I guess the way I look at it as I get it, you have a situation. It was probably 10 years ago now, but I remember the pitcher for the Tigers uh, one out away from a perfect game and the first base umpire just blows the call and the guy was clearly right. out. Right. Uh, so I understand that argument. But like you said, it's just the, it's the human element. The game's been around for, for so long. And, yeah. you know, if you – if you don't want to watch it, just just don't tune in. It's kind of the way. Yeah. It's kind of the way I view it. And um, like we we are so fast nowadays. It's the Instagram. It's the TikTok generation. But mm-hmm. if you just yep. put if you just put the phone down and maybe spend three or four hours at the ballpark, hanging out with your friends or hanging out with your family, and uh, talking, maybe chirping at the other team, uh, you'll realize the beauty in it. And some things yep. have been around for a long time because they're great. And baseball is a beautiful game. I you. I couldn't say it any better. That's pretty good right there. Maybe you should send that send me that and I'll just put that up on my on my <laughs> board for my my players to see. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. And and one thing Heath, that I kind of think uh you know I'm a little bit younger than you and I I can sp- uh, speak to is that I, let's say a guy like Mike Trout. Um this guy has he's on fire. He's one of the best players yeah. of the generation and you don't see any commercials you don't see him marketed in these video games. There's just so many things that I, I don't see these back when Andrew McCutcheon was hot uh, for the yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates, a really marketable guy. And baseball just doesn't seem to to capture that and market these guys the right way either. So hopefully the way Auburn's kind of trying to rejuvenate their program, we can at least get, get that back up there and compete with these atmospheres like what you see at Mississippi mm-hmm. State or what you see in Baton Rouge mm-hmm. on a Saturday. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Auburn's got the ability, and when I say ability, I mean the the facilities and the atmosphere. Um, when you're an Auburn person, the atmosphere is great. When you go to these other, like you just said, Mississippi State, LSU, I mean, when I played LSU, um, it was the loudest place we played. It was, yeah. it was crazy, you know. And so uh, those types of draws that they have when you walk in, whether you're an LSU fan or not, it's a memorable experience. And that's what you're talking about right there. And I'm telling, and in my opinion, Auburn has the ability to do that. Auburn has the following. Auburn has is is starting to put together the facilities that these these places have had for a while. That I think you will start to see that type of memorable experience that you walk into that park. And like you said, you know, um, you were fortunate that that I was on the field and was able to put you down there. But even if I wasn't, and even if you didn't get on the field, you would have still remembered that game because. Your dad was taking you at a young age. That's, you know, I need to take my son at a young age. And everybody needs to take their son at a young age and remember what it was like to be a kid in the park instead of just go and criticize everybody for, I used to be able to do it better than that. Because the fact is, I can't do it like they can anymore. I'm too old. 
But also yourself short, buddy. I remember a bomb <laughs> shot you hit one night at UWF ballpark that cleared a couple trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was I was known to get a hold. I was I ran into one every now and then. Let's just say that. <laughs> I hear you. Well, Heath, I really appreciate your time, man, and spending uh, talking about a topic that I know that you love, Auburn baseball. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I appreciate you inviting me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. War Eagle, bud. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.